0: Welcome to the House of Hoosier Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Guyton, and I'm here with my partner, Austin Render, man. It's been a while, Austin. We have been really uh, talked about all the, the betlam and the madness that went on, the highs and the lows that we witnessed over the last week with the Purdue uh, stellar uh, performance and the Michigan game, which brought us back down to earth really, really quickly. Man, how you doing, first of all? Hey,
1: I- I'm good, AJ. It, it really was like, the up and downs in just four days. I mean, the way that that team played on a Thursday and came out on a Sunday, uh, just completely differed. And I, I think you're right. I'm glad you texted me yesterday. I said, I think we need to talk about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause we should, uh, let, let's take it back to Purdue. I mean, that was one of those wins that is, uh, you saw the importance of it on the players and the fans and what it meant to the team. But mm-hmm. from you watching it, what, did Indiana do so well to get that win? Because when you look at the stat sheet, there's a lot of things that show you Indiana should not have won that game.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that um, Purdue played Indiana basketball, Indiana style of basketball that's more conducive to this Indiana unit right now. Uh, You know, our Rob, obviously Rob came in and saved the day because it was going downhill fast. He came in 17 points in the first half he got he energized everybody. He infused energy in everyone, and that was the deciding factor. And are you getting back in that game? Because I believe that if Rob hadn't had that kind of performance, it would have been a fifteen point Purdue win. Because that's just where it was going. Trace was out. God, the energy was low. weren't playing well, and Rob came in. And uh, you know, it's a personal game for him. Uh, You know, people have those games where, you know, you were recruited by somebody and it's real personal and they've been talking crap to you for the last three, four, four years, three years because he hadn't beat them at all. And, uh, you know, it's extra in it for him. So, but I think that Indiana played, uh, Purdue played Indiana style of basketball. They were slow, methodical. That's a high scoring team. Uh, that usually scores in the upper 80s uh, to beat teams. And uh, I think uh, they they scored in 60s to 65, Yep, 65. And that's not a Purdue performance. And uh, it was a great it it was a great game plan uh, by by the Hoosier staff keeping that game slow. I don't know if they did it on purpose or it was just the lack of production that kept that game where it was, but it benefited us in the end.
1: Did you ever ever have any of those games where it it meant it was a little bit more personal to you, like like Rob had in that game.
0: Well, all of them were personal to me, because I wasn't a highly recruited guy, and I was always playing against somebody either from my area or from my class that was recruited above me. You know, uh, so I, it, all of them were personal to me uh, when it came to playing, because I was always trying to prove that I belonged and that I was just as good or better than those guys uh illinois was always special Mm -hmm. because uh you know obviously illinois a lot of my uh, high school counterparts were playing for illinois at that time but any team with any guy from central illinois or pure you know i had a one of my uh, high school counterparts was at purdue two of three of them were at illinois one of them was at wisconsin at the time my freshman and sophomore year one was at iowa like we were all over the place so every time i played against those guys one was at michigan every time i played against those guys it was personal so i know that that extra energy that you feel to be productive it's not like you can force it but you can feel that energy to 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 rally the troops and do something special and I think that's what eventually carried us to a victory that day
1: we've all heard the the Bob Knight film where he says he's sick and effing tired of losing to Purdue and all Mm -hmm. that stuff was was there seriously like an extra emphasis by coach Knight when you guys went into a Purdue game
0: I mean, I I really didn't know it until after my freshman year. You know, Coach Knight, he didn't, he we knew that Purdue was the rival, and we knew that it's incoming freshman that we were supposed to win. Uh, I think the Indiana guys knew it better than I did. But I remember after the first Purdue game, we got walloped up there uh at, at Purdue. Uh and and I don't I didn't have a great a good game, I know that. I just remember it being so loud. And I remember it being so intense. I remember everybody just being on edge. I remember after that game was it was an infamous moment in time for me at Indiana when we, we had the infamous 125 suicides. <laughs> uh, you know, we had, after that game, we flew home. I believe that game was on a Saturday, a Saturday night or Friday night. We flew home. We drove home, got home at about th- uh, 1 in the morning, and we had practice at 6 in the morning. So we practiced at 6 in the morning. Next practice was at noon. So we practiced at noon. And these practices weren't regular practices. These were all competitive drills, Every turnover was a was a sprint. Every missed blockout was a sprint. So it was like you, you damn if you do, if you damn if you don't. I'm I'm quick and I'm athletic. But I steal the ball. It's a, it's a sprint for us all. <laughs> so it was like, uh, do I really take the ball or what do I do here? So it was a no win situation. We were going there. We were told to come back that night at 6 p.m. To, to practice again. Three we, practices in a day. Three practice. I should have called the NCAA. <laughs> and, um, now that I think about it, like, why well, didn't I did not call the NCAA? But then there were three. I mean, I'm telling you, we were playing three on three full court. We were all, we on both courts. We didn't use the whole assembly. Or we used both courts. And we had, a we, you know, Indiana had at least 30 managers. So each manager had a player. So whenever I didn't block out, that was a sprint. Whenever I didn't, uh, whenever I uh, turned the ball over, that was a sprint. Oh. Whenever he felt like I take a bad shot, it was a it was a suicide, not a sprint, a suicide. So, in the afternoon, we went over to uh, what was that? Uh, I forgot the place we used to practice. Uh, that was um, it's called the feet, is the barn. It's not the field house, but we used to practice there. Girls volleyball used to be their home volleyball. Oh, field. what was it called?
1: University Gymnasium.
0: University Gym. I think yeah. we went over there to practice the second practice, and that's where the sprints had to be counted. So each manager was on the bench on the (laughs) baseline with a clipboard, like, all right, run, that's one. Run, that's two. So uh, we, we, as a team, we ran 125 suicides as a team. We ran for like two hour and a half straight and guys were crying and it was was guys walking. I'm just jogging, I'm running is never a punishment to me. I never understood that because it's actually helping you, you get in tip top shape. But uh, I just remember that w- was my introduction to how important playing well against Purdue was. You know what I'm saying? And then, and I, you know, it was it was a moment in time that none of me or none of my counterparts will ever forget. So that was my introduction to it.
1: Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna play lackadaisically against Purdue after no. that. Oh, no. After
0: that, the whole thing changed. We ended up losing the next game and over a last second shot. Uh, by Chad Austin, I I shot, I made a three to tie it. And then he he dribbled it out and hit a fadeaway, a a, a tough shot, but he wasn't, we competed. Yeah. And we was right there, you know, so he wasn't as upset. Uh, only thing coach night, one thing Coach who coaches coach Knight didn't like losing to were coaches that he assumed were cheaters. Ah, uh, like that's mm-hmm. we we noticed that. I'm not gonna name any names. We're like not <laughs> putting anybody on
1: blast here. It was
0: like four coaches in the Big Ten, like, no, we lose to them. It's it's hell to pay because we don't lose to the cheating team. So, but we we got our, our understanding. I got my understanding of what it was like to lose. What would it be like to lose to Purdue or not play up to our standards against Purdue?
1: So then, on the flip side, these guys this year finally understand what it's like to beat (laughs) Purdue. What were those moments like for you when you finally did knock off the Boilermakers?
0: I mean, we like I said, we lost the first two my freshman year, so the win beat them finally my sophomore year was like the national championship. It was like (laughs) because I think, but prior to that, they had lost like uh, maybe like it was a four or five game losing streak, I believe, Mm -hmm. uh, from that the class before me that hadn't beat them either. So we extra emphasis in the summer, like when I'm lifting weights and I'm running, it was like, we got to win this game. We got to get this monkey off our back. And I think, you know, two monkeys that Indiana had to get off their back, and I don't mean that in a a, um, condescending way. I know people don't use that term anymore. But two things that they had to overcome were the road losing streak and beating Purdue. And I felt as if like the road losing streak, you could exhale after that a little bit because that's all people are going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, losing to Penn State, losing the teams you shouldn't lose to, but getting that Purdue, monkey, uh, getting that uh, overcoming that Purdue issue uh, was is equally important, and I think it was a little bit too much of an exhale as you see the performance they had against Michigan.
1: Yeah, that's a good segue because <laughs> as good as the Purdue game was, it was that bad uh, against <laughs> Michigan. You you said it, and I, I kind of thought this. And I was joking with some of my friends this week. I said, it's like, it's like Indiana won the national championship when they beat. right. Yeah. And I you even mentioned it. it right there. You felt like that when you beat them your sophomore year. So then mm-hmm. how hard is it when you let, let's be honest. There's a reason there's no games for months after the national championship is because right, yeah. you, you, you party, you have your fun, you celebrate. Indiana has to turn around three days later, go play Michigan. I mean, it was something I, I, I personally thought, saw it coming. I, 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 was, I fear the worst when those kind of things happened and, and the worst happened. Did you kind of see this coming? Did you feel like, oh, boy, they, they might not be ready to go on Sunday?
0: Yeah, I kind of felt that they wouldn't play well, but I thought they would win. Yeah. Yeah. And that because Michigan wasn't playing well and they mm-hmm. were struggling. This was Michigan's coming out game, and they caught IU at the right time. And Indiana's, you can tell the uh, the intensity wasn't there. You could tell there was a lot of hangover. Somebody was partying a little too much after the Purdue game. And I think you you needed to kind of Leadership is what 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 helps with that because and that's that's in team leadership, not from the coaching staff or anybody. You get those guys know that yeah, that was a a celebratory win in a fashion that you wanted in. You deserve the right to celebrate, but there's business uh, to be attended tended to, and I don't think that was a point of emphasis. I think people are going to use that as an excuse, but it's no excuse when you come from, you know, when you're uh, a big 10 basketball player, man, it don't matter if that team coming in was Rutgers. It don't matter if that team was Northwestern. You had to shift your mind to say we have business, business to take care of. And after we celebrate tonight, you know, our, our business-like approach has to be shown in practice the next morning. We got to be – and we got to come out with a fire that's that's undeniable. And, I, and, and to start the Michigan game, Trace Jackson gets a, a dunk to start the game mm-hmm. and a scream, and it went downhill from there. So I was just like – he was the only one excited because he didn't have a great game against Purdue. Yep. Yep. The rest of the guys were just like they party a little. It looked like they party a little too hard. So I did kind of expect a let to answer your question. I expected a little bit of a letdown, but I felt like we would wake up in the second half yeah, and man. overcome a team that has been struggling. And um, and I think that it didn't happen that way. Let me tell you guys a little bit about our partners over at Bet River Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up with Beth Rivers yet, now's the time because they're offering a $250 match bonus for our first deposit. But what sets them apart is that they require just one play to turn your money into cash money. With their new Rush Pay instant approval, withdrawing your winnings is safer, more secure, and more reliable. With football season kicking off, get in on the action by going to betrivers.com today or by downloading the Bet Rivers iOS app. Must be 21 years or older, Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
1: Mike Woodson's gotten a lot of questions this week about the starting lineup because you and I have touched on it. Their start Not only the starts of games, but the starts of sec- halves have been a huge issue for Indiana this year. And that typically both starts to halves are the same five guys on the floor. He has said he's not planning on making any changes to the starting lineup. I know, obviously, we are not Mike Woodson, but if you were in his shoes, would you be thinking about a change?
0: I, we, we talked about this. Do you remember what my answer was when you asked me the last time was Mike Woodson on change? You,
1: you said yes, but he, he's not going to do it.
0: Yeah, I, yeah definitely. <laughs> and I, he's not going to do it because Mike Woodson is an old-school hooper that just old-school coaches, just they don't believe in change. You know what I mean? And then yeah. – and um, but yeah, I think he does. I think that you know uh, there's there's a they're defensively uh, they struggle a little bit uh, with the starting lineup because of yeah. I think teams are targeting Xavier and Parker Stewart because they won Xavier because they know he's going to him. Mm-hmm. and Parker Stewart because he's just not a a, a great defender yet and Miller Cop because he's not a great defender. You know what I'm saying? So I think. Uh, I would bring Miller Copp off the bench. I would start probably Trey Galloway, and if I if you don't want to start Trey Galloway, then you have to start Jordan Geronimo, uh, we, we at the three position, which is a position I believe he can play, because yeah, yeah. you have to get start, especially on the roads, you have to get started well defensively first, and then capitalize that use that defense to capitalize on offense, but. He's not going to change it, so I don't even know why we're talking about this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're talking about it because that's a, that's what we do. We just, we just pretend right, like nah, we nah. have control over things nah, uh, nah, and, nah. and pretend that we can actually do something about it. Looking right. back at the Purdue game, though, we should give some shout-outs to some guys who played really mm-hmm. well. Trace Jackson Davis not in the game. That opened it up for Michael Durr, and I think mm-hmm. that was his best game as a Hoosier so far.
0: Very solid, very steady. Uh, they needed it because of uh, Purdue's two-headed monster. Uh, with Edie and Williams, and I think he stabilized those guys. I think he caused them problems. He had a couple jump shots, score some points, and I think he was a stabilizing factor uh, in, in enabling and 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 helping IU's defensive game plan to work. Uh, is by slowing them down, making them play through the post. They weren't as efficient in the post as they are against other teams because of his strength and his length. He was able to contest shots and make it more difficult for them. So, you know, he's to be commended for his role in uh, helping Indiana win that basketball game.
1: As good of a rim protector as Trace is, I think Michael was the perfect matchup in that game because Mm -hmm. he's just a bigger body. -hmm. And he's a lot more to work up against for Zach Eady or Travion Williams. Trace Mm -hmm. is a great shot blocker, but Michael is just bigger and Mm -hmm. just taller. He's just broad, he's he's just a bigger guy. And I think he presented some issues. Xavier Johnson, you mentioned some of the foul issues. I think he's been doing much better with that of late, and he's Mm -hmm. been bringing a lot of energy to this team.
0: Yeah, he, he has a different dimension, and and, and he's kind of the well, – I, I look at him as the Russell Westbrook of Indiana basketball. I mean, it's like, okay, if it's working, we love you. But when it ain't working, you need to slow down and get others involved. And and for that particular game, it worked because there's not – one of Purdue's weaknesses is perimeter defense, in my opinion. You know, those guys, Eric Hunter and Stepanovich, as you can see the last two plays of the game, Stepanovich, Stepanovich – uh, was was behind chasing fantasy on those shots that the first one he missed, second one he made, but the separation was was a big gap because he's just not a good defender. And uh Xavier was able to expose and attack those. So as Rob was, you know what I mean? So that's why I believe Rob and Xavier had stellar games Because if you want to you want to poke a weakness out of Purdue's uh team, it's I think it's their perimeter defense. And just like IU, uh, it can be their inconsistency offensively on the perimeter as well.
1: Yeah, Xavier's been playing really well. He's scoring the basketball. He's, he's bringing that. It almost feels like he has toned that energy into a positive here of late for Indiana, whereas there were a few games there where it felt like he was a little bit over the top. Mm-hmm. So Indiana, I think it's safe to say, lays an egg against Michigan on yes. Sunday. But now they bounce back. Today they've got Penn State. This feels like a must-win game for Indiana A lot of the bracketologists have this team anywhere between an eight to a 10 seed. And that basically means a good job. You're in the field right now. And that let's be honest, that's one of the main goals that this team wanted to accomplish before the season. But B, that means there's not a lot of leeway in terms of losing games you're supposed to win. Mm -hmm. So tonight is one of those games. Indiana has to win, have Mm -hmm. to protect your home floor.
0: After Atlanta egg against Michigan, you have to have a great showing tonight and you have to win this basketball game. Um, is it the end of your season if you lose? No, but it could be a big morale crusher if you mm-hmm. do lose this game from a from a, a fan standpoint and a team standpoint because you're starting. Then you wonder, like, okay, was Purdue a fluke? Was it just an opportunity to to, to overcome something that we've been on? Oh, now we're, we're, we're satisfied. And that's what I'm interested in seeing because against Michigan, it looked like they were satisfied. Oh, yeah, we did it. Everybody cool. They off our backs now. Everybody happy. We beat Purdue. Shut up. OK, but you still got 10 games left, man. Like we got to we have to. So it's a very important how they come out, the energy level they come out with this game and establishing uh, how they're going to play that game. But and, and as we every people talk about, I think you know, I use biggest issue is the inconsistency inconsistency in the backcourt. Mm-hmm. And, you um, know, I think, you know, if, if you look at championship teams, all, there was no inconsistency in the backcourt. You know what you're going to get from your league guards, from your shooting guards, and your wing players. And I think we have to continue to establish that. We're still not shooting the basketball as we should, but because we were good enough defensively against Purdue and we scored just enough, we had a guy get hot, roll in, and go on a roll against Purdue. We overcame that, but that, that's not going to be every night. Teams are, teams are going to score 65 points and uh, and slow the game down. They're going to attack you. They're going to score points. So we have to come out and make sure that uh, – I don't know how many points Fennessey had against Michigan. Two, maybe? Yeah, I Zero? don't even
1: know. Two I or four, yeah.
0: Yeah, so it was like 17 to four. This shows you the inconsistency. You know, You come back out and you get 12 and five. You're showing consistency as a guard. So this is my our uh, my uh, issue with Indiana basketball. And that's going to keep us from taking that next step that we can take. So this is an ultra important game for each each player to come in and contribute and and get this win.
1: I will say uh, the Nebraska game for sure. And then second half, there were some times against Michigan where Mike Woodson was drawing up some sets for Parker Stewart, and he was mm-hmm. knocking down some threes. And I think fans would like to see that more often. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll ask this to you. Obviously, in a perfect world, you'd love to come down the floor. Every possession, Parker Stewart curls around a screen, gets an open three. Tell the fans why that can't happen every time down the floor.
0: We can't become a focus, man. We have to continue to, to, to do what we do offensively to be successful and that's play inside out mm-hmm. Uh and, and that's using pick and That's not just throwing it in the post. They're using pick and roll to create advantages, to create double teams in the post, kickouts, things of that nature. For me, a guy like Parker Stewart, what he has to do is you have to become more of a transition runner. You have to begin to get things in transition. You got to be the first guy down the floor. You got to sprint. There's no open sprint down the floor to get to the line and get set up. Because if you get there early enough, then, you know, the defense will pull with you because you are a 45% three-point shooter. But if you're jogging with the rest of the guys, then you're not going to get those shots. You have to get yourself involved. You have to run the lanes, get layups in transition. You have to get steals. You can't just rely on people to to run offensive sets for you. That's like, you know, in the NBA – uh, running your sets for Kyle Korver every time down the floor, mm-hmm. but you 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 have a guy like uh, Trey Young on your team that you know that needs the basketball. So we that's not going to be something you see all the time. I think it's another dimension that uh, Indiana can add to get him a couple shots. But I, and when when I wanted shots, um, you know, and I was the focal point of everybody's defense. Mm-hmm. But when I but you cannot prepare. For, for for movement outside of what people expect you to do. A team can't prepare for you to sprint, get steals. A team can't prepare for you to get to the basket and create your own shot uh, or create a shot for someone else. There's so many things that you can do offensively, but when they double Trace Jackson Davis, Race Thompson is on the floor or another uh, guy that's not shooting a high clip from the three-point line they're going to stay with Parker Stewart, and yeah. they're going to stunt at the other guys and allow them to shoot. Uh, when when Trace hit the three, I think against Michigan, or uh, he was two, I think he was like three for something for the yeah, first. I think
1: three for twenty three or something like that. Yeah, yeah.
0: So that's that's uh, the game plan. And somebody on that bench said, "Thank you." Uh, that's better than Parker shooting that. That's better than you know, uh, or even Xavier, for example. Like, yeah, you know, he's not. He's inconsistent shooting threes as well. So. As you saw, Minnesota tried that strategy. They're gonna live with that. All right, cool, y'all beat us. Cool, Uh, Rob had some 15 that game. This guy had this, but we cannot. That cannot be the focal point. Parker's gonna have to find ways to get himself involved offensively, and not you expect it from anybody else.
1: Yeah, Hoosiers back at home tonight against Penn State. We saw last week against Purdue how much of a difference Assembly Hall can make. Mm -hmm. That place Mm -hmm. was rocking. Well, I know you always said you tuned out crowds when you played. Do you have any any fun stories about playing in Assembly Hall, any big games where the place was just nuts?
0: Um, I, I, for some reason, man, I have not very many memories of Because <laughs> people come up to me all the time and say, man, we used to chant your name. We had signs. We had sections for you. And I'm like, I don't remember any of that. Because, like, you know, it's just be you have to lock in. Because I always say if you know what's going on outside, you're not focused you're not locked in now when we go up 20 or something like that we go to the bench this is when I start looking around and usually nothing's happening we up 20 you know but <laughs> but uh, I do remember like the roars of the crowd and I I shot I made shots so I could hear that roar yeah. It was like it's like I got to I got to make this cuz I I got to had that feeling or when they yell three as you shoot the basketball like that was like in Purdue games and the big games Michigan games and like that was the greatest feeling in the world to 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 rise up for a shot and everybody put their hands in the air and start yelling before it even goes in and then when it goes in it just this big explosion. And uh, you know that, that reminded me of the old days last night. Um, I mean, the other night with uh, the Purdue game, and uh, you know, I hope that I hope I think it's one of those signature games uh, that you know Rob is obviously going to be remembered for the rest of his life. Whether he averages two points for us this season, everybody's going to remember him for making that shot. And I think uh, similar to uh, Watford's shot with Tom Cream, you know, it can signal the elevation of a team if we if we use it the right, the right way. Sad part is we 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 failed the 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 uh, the, the mission with Michigan, uh, but you know we got more games to go. See, so we can build on those and uh, and and create momentum going into the postseason.
1: Yeah, I hate to plant the seed in fans' heads, but they win today. They jump to six and four in conference play. That puts mm-hmm. them in solo sixth in the Big Ten. And then mm-hmm. you've got Maryland, and then you've got Illinois at home and a chance mm-hmm. maybe to start stacking some wins. So we'll yep. see. it all starts today. When are we getting A.J. Guyton back in the hall? That's what all the people are wondering. We're going to get him front row, courtside, going crazy, uh, jumping up and down. When are we getting A.J. in the hall?
0: I'm looking to come sometime in February. The only reason I haven't come now is because, you know, I'm an athletic director. Yeah. So my, you, my, I mean,
1: you've got a job. I mean, yeah, my,
0: my season sad. is all my basketball <laughs> season is almost over. Basketball season is the most intense season here. Yep. And it runs from January to, to, to beginning of February. So middle of February, end of February, you should see me at a game.
1: Love it. Love it. We'll get you there for sure. AJ, mm-hmm. always good. This has been mm-hmm. fun. Uh, we've got. Plenty of episodes coming up here as the season continues to dwindle down, but uh, always good to get together here and recap some of these games, a coaster week for the Hoosiers. They'll Mm -hmm. take on Penn State tonight, 830. Are they winning, AJ?
0: Yes, we should win this. This is a must-win game. I expect Indiana to win this game.
1: All right. AJ says they're going to win. I agree with them. We'll see what happens tonight at 830. AJ, lots of fun. We'll do it again. This has been the House of Hoosier podcast in the field of 68 Podcast Network.